Take this all over your face. <laughs> Welcome to the latest podcast of Game On, a podcast that talks about gaming and other nerd culture from a queer perspective. I'm your host, Mark Waters, joined as always by my co-hosts, Stephen. What's up? Stephen Garcia and Adam. Hey, girl. Do you ever want your last name known? I don't know. We'll see. I am very private. Yeah. My privates are very private. I'm not private at all. (laughs) I have no, yeah, I don't have that filter. I'll just say my last name at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so as always, we're going to start the show by talking about what games are we playing currently. Let's get current here. Okay, Adam, what are you playing? Um, so I started on your recommendation playing mm-hmm. uh, Trivia Crack. Oh, yes. So we played a couple games. I just beat you today, by the way. I don't yeah, know if you, know, you noticed Oh, that. I noticed. <laughs> I was going to send you a text. Although it was a very close game. We had, it, was. it was five to six, so That's right. it was very close. I always <clears> say <throat> sports for the end, and yeah. I get fucked on that all the time. Yeah, I, I always do sports at the beginning, I, and so then like once I get it, then I like move on to the next ones. Maybe I'll try that. I'll try that <laughs> strategy for my next game. Um, and then on console, I played a little bit of, um, and now I'm going to sound like an idiot because I don't remember the name, but the new game that Steven actually told me about last week, which is the free PS Plus game, which is um, in an art style of like a Greek, like the Greek art style that you would see on like a Greek urn. Oh, uh, so it's a Pantheon. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's not an easy title to remember. A Pantheon. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I just played that one too. Though. Yeah, I, like, I just that's... I just played like a little <laughs> bit, like one session. I didn't really get that far, but it was interesting. What and kind then... of a game is that? It's a side scroller, but it looks like a like a Greek painting. Oh, so mm-hmm. there's like you know how they, there's like random new Greek people just standing to the side. Oh, yeah. do I? Yeah, yes. so the like terracotta <clears throat> black paint. Right. Are there any penises being inserted into? I haven't seen any penises. I think I this know, has I to waiting. be. There's no nudity in the game so far, is there? No. S- s- from the side. From the side. Side peen. Side boob. Side boob. <laughs> all right. But you're basically tasked by Hera to like kill all the rest of the gods. <laughs> kind of like God of War. <laughs> yes. It's funny how she doesn't she doesn't communicate with Wonder Woman that way. Hera? Yeah. How does she communicate with Wonder Woman? Great. <laughs> is Hera like I don't know, Hera's usually seen as like a, a evil person, but I don't ever think that she really technically is. Well in the New Fifty Two, like she's all like Fuck you, Paradise Island. She wants to she's she like really hates Wonder Woman's mom. Well yeah, because Well, because isn't Wonder Woman Zeus's daughter? Now yeah. Yeah. That has a lot of Wonder I don't want to get sucked into a Wonder Woman. I know, Woman we're going to... Exactly. The Wonder Woman yes. origin could take us hours. Oh my god. We could talk We could talk for hours about whether or not she should have heels or flats. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And then I've also been playing the Deadpool game, which was generously lent to me by Steven as well. Yeah. Um, I'm about two-thirds of the way, I think. It's pretty fun. Is it a fun it's game? It's very funny, for sure. That's the, be- the best part about the game is the script, and uh, Nolan North as Deadpool is fantastic. He's really hilarious. I like when he's, uh, Deadpool is talking to Nolan North. And <laughs> yes. He's like, let's take a gay version of Get Deadpool and like, let's make him a man's man. Oh, he does say that? <laughs> yeah. When he says that in the game, the yeah, voice actor... Yeah, he calls up Nolan North on the phone and talks to Nolan. It's 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 very... You know, because Deadpool's always breaking, like, the third wall. Right. And so he knows that he's in a video game. And so, like, all, right. all of these different times, he's, like, calling his agent to, like, fix the video game if 
he'll like run to a level and it's like all of a sudden in like you know Nintendo 64 graphics or something and he's like so he has to like I know, can't fix play it, like this fix the level and, you know, yeah and would I know Norlin, Nolan North from he's uh, Nate Drake in Uncharted oh and he's, he does he voices he does a, a lot bunch of, of other stuff characters. I can't think of it right now but he does a lot that's quite a side career for some people yeah. Yeah. I mean that kept Kirsten Bell eating yeah until she hit it big <laughs> but he's the I, I think he's basically like the number one voice talent in video games it really does say something to have a sexy voice like the guy that voices Archer and he also does Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers totally unappealing as Bob's Burgers yeah totally hot as Archer yeah. Like, who doesn't want to have sex with Archer? Did you ever hear the story about him? You know his name is H. John Benjamin? Yes. But his he actually has no H in front of his name. He just put it there? His, apparently his girl, his ex-girlfriend like put it on something and he thought it sounded pretentious, so he just like kept it. Oh, he just kept it. <laughs> so it's totally fake. His he, name is just John Benjamin. He had like the uh, live-action show for a while. Did he? Like, it was like a... Like, Amy Schumer, like a little comedy uh, thing. But it was oh. all him. But I think it was like... John, what's his name? John Benjamin? Yeah, it's like John H. Benjamin John. drives a van or something. Oh. <laughs> well, who would know who he is without the H in front of his name? So I'm happy to say that I finally finished Bioshock 2. Yay! <laughs> With your big daddy? Yes. And that was that was fun. And I, I'm looking forward to... it's. It definitely is one of the go, those games that I would play again. But we'll, mm-hmm. we can get to that later at a later date. Um, and now my new game is Lego Marvel. Yay. Which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. You started it also. Yeah, at the same time. And uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, it's standard Marvel Lego fare. I mm. kind I prefer the Lego games when they didn't have voices. Yeah. You know? See, I'm like the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I played it before without the voices. Like, eh, it's not doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's too quiet. Yeah. <laughs> what are these noises they're making? Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, there's a lot of fun characters to unlock in the Marvel game. Well, so, oh my god, so many characters. And I like the way that it ties into the movies as well as, mm-hmm. you know, adding characters from the, you know, from the comics, you know. Yeah. And I like watching Hulk and Abomination fight during the yes. That was really funny. Punch, punch, yeah. punch, 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 I got punch, 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 punch. And then he like socks his head and it disappears in his body for, like sinks it down like an old Looney Tunes cartoon or something. <laughs> so I'm enjoying it. Good. So, we're going to do something new. This is exciting for me. Cause a this game is... on exclusive. Well. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we're actually going to talk about a current game that just came out on the market. Huzzah! Huzzah! So, Huzzah. Steven, yes. what are you playing right now? <laughs> well, I already beat it. So. Oh, already? Uh, so, it's the, the Order 1886. Yay! Yeah. Um... <laughs> It was very pretty, mm-hmm. um, amazing, amazing graphics. Like playing it, and I was kind of blown away of like how textured everything was, how realistic the the world was, and the voice acting was great. Gameplay, okay. Now I did watch some of the game because I wanted to be prepared. I knew mm-hmm. since I don't have a PS4 that I wasn't going to be playing this game anytime soon. Um, and so the order is comprised of. The real Knights of the Old Round Table, or are they? Oh, uh, it's like the same <clears throat> traditions, and I think like one or two of them were like from the original. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a whole bunch of new ones. They, they said that like when one dies, 
they get replaced by someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of sort of akin to like any other spy organization. They have an M. They have somebody who designs the weapons for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And it's Tesla. Which oh, how cool! A very young. That's a very very yeah, cute that's, Tesla. That's a very like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it was yeah. right. It was very much like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, like Leonardo da Vinci, da Vinci. Was, yeah. was the guy that created his weapons. Uh-huh. And so that I mean that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I feel like if you watch it like on YouTube, it's not the same as seeing it like the actual graphics of PS4. Yeah, because it's way better. I've been yelled at. That's another comment from a listener that you know he's like, you know. Basically, it's cheating. What? Not really cheating, but you're depriving yourself of the experience by watching it on YouTube. Yeah, and I would I like have to it. say, I when, when I watched Alien, um, the new one, the Alien, Alien Isolation. 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 I was mm-hmm. going to say Alien Escape, and that's not right. I watched that one all the way through, and mm-hmm. that definitely is one that I want to play. So I have to wait for a while for so I can forget what it's like so that I can just experience <laughs> mm-hmm. the surprise all over again. <laughs> so you said the gameplay was okay. It was pretty generic. Uh, it was like uh, like a standard shooting game. Now, is it a first person or is it like over the shoulder? Over, kind of like uh, Resident Evil Five, mm-hmm. over, over mm-hmm. the shoulder, um, third person view. Mm-hmm. And you're fighting people that can change into werewolves. Yes. Spoiler, spoiler right now. <laughs> oh, that's a spoiler. Spoiler alert. So when you when you're looking at the game, you're like, oh, cool, you're gonna fight a bunch of werewolves. This is gonna be awesome. You fight werewolves in the beginning, somewhere in the middle. A little bit near the end, and then at the end, and that's it. And then the rest is just all humans, like um, humans interacting, rebels. Oh, right. Uh, is that a spoiler? <laughs> nah. But um, playing it, like you, you think you're gonna fight a whole bunch of more monsters. Like they build it up, and then they go away. Well, it's not Castlevania, right? Yeah, which would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should be. Right. <laughs> so overall. <clears throat> Do you uh, now you do these reviews for the magazine yeah. that you work for called GED? GED Game Entertainment Directory. Uh, I write a review every month, so I have to play a game every month and beat it relatively fast. That, hey, that works for so us. This, yeah. this will be your game for the yeah. Next. So I actually probably should write um, these notes right now because I have to rewrite <laughs> this like probably tomorrow. Uh, uh, <laughs> or you can just listen to the podcast. If, when it's oh, yeah, if only there was a way to record what you were saying right Gosh, now. Gosh, hmm. I just don't actually want to type it. <laughs> so I know that I, I agree with you that, that there's a lot about the game that looks pretty. Like they, mm-hmm. it's it's. Mm-hmm. I keep coming back to steampunk. I need to have a different sort of word. It, it, I feel it, like that, that one anything is, very is completely steampunk. steampunk. Okay, yeah. so I've been misusing it. With with the times. Nikola Tesla like weapons and right. the style, it's it's very steampunk with the the blimps. There's a whole bunch of blimps in the sky because he's using you know. um, what was he said that Edison was for direct current and he was into alternating Alternate current. current I think, yeah. Right? yeah, he says it even in the game. Yeah, he's like so, we're not on talking terms, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so they do have electricity games. There's one feature that I don't understand. I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler since you don't ever use them, but they have some sort of communication system. Like it's kind of over-the-shoulder radio yeah, thing. right. But this, isn't this really before radio was invented? Oh, yeah, isn't this like the yeah. era of Morse code? It, but yeah. It was like this, but like the radio, it's like this whole strap that goes around like the, 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 their whole body. So it's like part of their explain. armor. <laughs> it's like, well, there's like crazy Tesla imaginary weapons right too, so well that's what, that's what i mean is that, have, to like, a certain extent you have to have a suspension of disbelief to be yeah. using these weapons to begin with yeah if you if you have like right. an electric shooting like electric bolt rifle right thing, yeah yeah, yeah. like a radio is not that far-fetched did you like the the, the use of the weapons in the game the weapons were kind of cool uh they have one that you spray like a foam or something oh. at 
your whoever you're killing, and then uh, you shoot. <laughs> you spooge on them. Yeah, you spooge on them. It's white. <laughs> uh, but then you shoot a flare out of it. <laughs> yeah. Take this all over your face. <laughs> And then you light it up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you just throw a flare and it lights up that whole area. <laughs> so it's like flammable spooge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like that alien from the last podcast that went from Mass Effect. It may eat through right. your stomach. It's exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I haven't watched anything and I haven't played anything, although Stephen just graciously let me borrow it another game. Mm-hmm. So um, I will be playing it this next week. Mm-hmm. But one of the questions I have is on the cover, you know, they have like the three different knights and there's the female knight. So yeah. are you, do you have the ability to play as, nope. oh, there's only one? <laughs> it's yeah. one guy um, and it has a pretty like evolved story. Yeah. So the story was really good, but it pretty much just follows the story about this one guy and then the drama between these other people. Mm. I felt like the gameplay was a lot shorter than the cutscenes that you had to watch. The cutscenes are long. They are long. Um, and there aren't really a lot of side quests, right? There are no side quests. No what? side quests? There's no side quests. There's no replay value at all. <laughs> well, that is... See, now that play, that weighs a lot into whether I'm going to actually buy a game mm-hmm. or not. I want to have games. Even even a game... I love L.A. Noire. I yeah. love the whole style. Did you ever play that game? Steven? No. I, and I, I borrowed it from you, Adam, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I know you played it. <laughs> Not only did I really love the 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 look and the get up and the lingo and all that stuff, but especially as you're learning the game, you interrogate people and you have choices of questions. And you're supposed to be able to sort of read their body language. And you do get better at reading their body language as the game goes on, but you know, you can't it is they, they do score your questions and answers. And so that adds re- replayability to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. So that you can go back and try and and get them to answer the way they're supposed to, even if you know how the mystery technically plays out. Yeah. So it's kind of like the the Walking Dead at Telltale yeah, Games. Yeah. Yes. That that has a tremendous amount of replayability. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that one does. Yeah. So the order like the story was good. The there's no re- replay value, but I must say that like when you're, if you're looking for trophies and stuff, uh, it was really easy to, like, in my first playthrough, oh. I got, like, I think 80% of the trophies already. Oh, my God. So I was all like, huh, that's weird. And I looked at what I have to do. I'm like, is that it? So I was all like, easy platinum. Yeah. <laughs> Break that platinum cherry yes. again. Oh, we're back at this point again. All right. It no. doesn't hurt as much the second time. Now, one of the games I... When I sort of started hearing the reviews about it that I sort of made a connection with was the first Assassin's Creed game, which, if you remember when it came out, it sort of also had like a lot of hype, and at the time it was really graphic, graphically advanced. But then once you played it, like it was fun, but there, you know, there wasn't a lot of replay value, there was a lot of repetition. So it was almost like a game demo, and then once Assassin's Creed 2 came out, it was like they fixed all the things... Like, it was almost like Assassin's Creed 1 is a demo for the rest of the franchise. So you think that if they come out with the Order 1887, (laughs) or 1888... Well, and that's what I'm wondering, like, is this really just sort of like a starting point for something that could be cooler? I think it's a starting point because the way it ends, like, there's like a credits, and then a little thing happens at the credits. A little tag at the end. Like, it's trying to be like Avengers. So be Uh, sure to watch the ending after Uh, the credits. (laughs) There's like a little tiny scene, um, which they classify as a whole other chapter. (laughs) Oh, See, I don't understand. So and then you game, get another trophy for finishing the right? final like, chapter. <laughs> this, final chapter. This game retails for sixty, right? Yeah. But with no side quests, I, I despite the fa- what? Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna have DLCs or not. 
but the the way that it ended it ended very open-ended yeah so i was like oh there could be more or there mm. could be a part two but um you haven't checked to see if there's any dlc or you yet. know there isn't any uh i haven't heard anything about it okay. sometimes either. either either you hear about it right away or it's like Six months later, they're like, oh, by the way, here's DLC. Well, there are places where you can pick up, like, a piece of paper. And he looks at it, and he can flip it over and all this stuff. But Which it does nothing. Right, it doesn't seem to yeah. contribute to the gameplay at all. And in one of the trophies, it's like, pick up everything. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Which you're going to do anyway, if you're trying to, like, squeeze every ounce of playability out yeah. of this yeah. game, you're going to want to go off. And it doesn't seem to be so open world that you can really go yeah, it's not, wherever you want. Yeah, it's not very open world. Even there's parts where... You think you could jump over something, and it's all like, nope, <laughs> nope, boop, walk around, boop. <laughs> that I mean, that doesn't even sound as much fun as Assassin's Creed Two. You know, yeah. so, well, Assassin's Creed Two is an amazing game. It it is. I think that's the only one of the Assassin's Creed series that I actually played all the way through. <laughs> yeah, Everything after that fantastic. or before, I it gets like, easier to find the the extra stuff in the other games. Because in like in Assassin's Creed Two, there are feathers hidden all over the different cities. You uh-huh. just have to look around for them, right? You know, as the games go on, you can buy maps that will show you treasure and where the feathers yeah. are and where the stuff is. So that part gets a little easier. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. So it, give us a give us a like grade. Yes. So in the magazine, now where can people find? What's the website for GED? Uh, GEDMAG.com. <laughs> Jed Mag, and then so that's online. And then in, uh, if you're in anywhere in California and you go to a gay bar, they're at the gay bars. Yay! <laughs> or in Vegas and Denver. So it's like a Western. Yeah, we're states. branching out more and more. So every month we get like a new thing. Or awesome. That's the kind of magazine that I used to pick up if I were waiting for, before I had a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would pick that, yeah. you know, I would pick up a magazine like that and look yeah, through too. it and read articles it's, and say, where cool. the fuck are they? Yeah, it's cool depending on which city you are. So we'll list the city and then what bars are in that city and what to do that night. Cool. Yeah, you're in some very, not only are you in the LA area, but you have uh, Fresno, San Jose, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Denver, and Albuquerque. I would love to do a show in Albuquerque. Right. <laughs> so there was a little write-up about our Game On podcast. What? GED. Yes. Oh, that's right. So has that been published or is that, that an upcoming... Actually, that's been up for like uh, since the 15th. Awesome. Yay. Everyone pick it up and read about us and then listen to us even more. Yes, right. and, and talk to us on Facebook and Twitter. And tell all your friends. That's right. So when you're reading the GED, you have to look for a section called Nerd Invasion, which is my section. Awesome. And we have the uh, our podcast, and then we have one for video games, one for anime, one for comics. Oh, excellent! So it's a fun little geeky section of a game magazine. Oh, that's great! So when you do your reviews, do you rate the game or do you just talk about them? Um, yeah, I'll put like a like one one out of three or whatever. One out of three, or you know, like out of, sorry, out of five. Oh, one out of five. Um, so, so how would you rate? Give us like five like is a, the best. Yes, of course. Um, order is kind of like a. A three. A three? Yeah. It was still like, uh, like the story was good enough to keep me going. Mm-hmm. But then like once it beat that, I'm like, oh, I'm done. Now it's done. You could borrow it now. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you bring it back up, how we trade it in. <laughs> well, so how many hours did you end up putting into it? I beat it in, I'd say 6.5. I think on mine it says seven. Yeah. <laughs> I was really good at just like getting headshots. <laughs> So it's the perfect game for people like me who play maybe once or twice a week for an hour before I go to bed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way you can really spread it out. Yeah. You can really spread it. And, yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> over. All over. Spread it wide. <laughs> oh. But I think that that is the perfect chance to talk about uh, game length in general. Mm. And how much, basically how much value you get out of a game. I mean, this is a $60 game that you beat in less than seven hours. So that's tech, that's with... around, what, $10 an hour? If you beat it in about six hours and it's a $60 game, if I do my math yeah. correctly, it's my little calculator, it's like, it's like $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. And then when I play it, it'll be $5 an hour because we'll <laughs> double the value. Well, we have things to do. We don't have a magazine that we have to review for. Right. <laughs> We're not under the gun, if you will. But then when we go back to our Lego games, yeah. there's oh. so much shit to unlock. Yeah. And so- <laughs> See, now that, the Lego games are an extremely good value. Not yes, only are they, I agree. They're safe for kids, mm-hmm. which I don't generally... Remember, I, we were talking once when I was playing Assassin's Creed 4, Black mm-hmm. Flag, which mm-hmm. is the pirate theme. And I was totally caught off guard by the amount of bad yeah. language. And, you yeah. know, obviously listening to this podcast, you would know that we don't really care about bad language. What the but, fuck? Oh my God, this is a video game. So I remember asking you about that, and you were like, well, it's listed in. And I, I don't generally, you know, because I'm... 41. Right. <laughs> I don't... I oh, know. I, I just I admitted my, my... What? Um, The new Batman Arkham Knight is yeah. now rated mature. mature. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Someone is going to get raped in that game. Ooh. So hopefully gonna... it's me. They, and they said they're okay with it because that's the story they wanted to tell. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what kind of story do they want to tell? The games are already pretty violent and yeah. fairly sexual. So that means that there's going to be some real banging right. going on. They're going to be like, you thought it was bad? It's just going to go down now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll actually make love to Catwoman. Right. Or Robin. Catwoman. <laughs> Catwoman's bisexual now, apparently. That's what they said. But wasn't she always? I she was, it was always implied that she was. Well, I think it was more implied that Harley and Ivy. Oh really? And Harley and Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy had sort of a thing going, you know, girls, you know, doing sleepovers and pillow mm-hmm. fights and all the other things that pseudo lesbian girls do. Cat, I don't know if Catwoman Woman was included in that on a regular yeah, basis, they, but they had their own comic called like the Gotham Sirens. Yeah. Another casualty of the new 52, those mm-hmm. assholes. Wasn't it before? Now, what I mean is it was canceled with uh, oh, the new yeah, 52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now everything's going away again. Yeah. The only thing constant is change, <laughs> sure. as they say. Okay, but going back to the, yes. the whole thing about game length and value. Yes. I think that's what I look for in a game. When I'm going to decide whether I'm going to plop down 50 to $60 for a game is... Well, you know, how much time am I going to get out of it? How much enjoyment am I going to get out of it? And something like, you know, this where I hear all all of a sudden there's no side there's no side quests, there's no you know, the the uh, you can get through the game in less than 7 hours. That's great. Like I played Journey and that's about the same thing. You can basically play through the whole thing in an afternoon. But you're only playing, you know, you're only paying like 20 to 30 bucks for a game. So mm-hmm. to then pay twice as much for a game for the same length, you know, what really, what really constitutes that value? Who do they think we are? Exactly. I mean, you played the the new Assassin's Creed, right? Yes. Yeah. Did that take you a lot longer to get through? Oh, I haven't even finished it yet. <laughs> are there lots of side missions? Oh, yeah. Is there still treasure to open? Everywhere. I mean, I sort of feel like the order is... 
in the same line as Assassin's Creed. It's got that historical side plot that's mm-hmm. sort of um, a side plot, that historical plot that has a bit of newer technology thrown in, you know, mm-hmm. that makes it seem really cool. But it doesn't have any of the the fun additional shit that makes Assassin's Creed yeah. a, a great value, mm-hmm. you know? You don't get to fly one of the airships, do you? You get to hijack one, though. Which well, is kind of though that scene is you'll see, you'll see when you play it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> but you don't fly oh, it. But one fun thing during during the game, uh, it caught me off guard. Like there was full frontal male nudity. Oh, <laughs> we get to see Ding Dong for like a quick second, and then you see, <laughs> then you see another dick later on. But it's like, oh, I don't want to see that. Oh, like the first time you're like oh and then the second time you're like oh <laughs> I don't think I will never not want to see a ding dong he was old ding dong yes me. just sounded like it a daddy dick wing wing <laughs> oh you have the cat behind you that's alright okay hi Harry <laughs> um, but one of the on, on the flip side of it though there's a lot of games out there too for example I'm gonna throw out Dragon Age Inquisition which is a current game or in like a previous generation Skyrim I asked my friend Karen, who played through the whole all of Dragon Age Inquisition, and asked her how long did it take her to finish the game, and it took her ninety three hours. Whoa! Yeah, this- and some people are playing, you know, have played Skyrim for two hundred plus hours to like get everything. And Jeez. is that that's almost like on the flip side? Like, how much of your life do you really want to sink into one right. game? And I, I feel that I'm wor- not worried. Worried's not a good because I control how often I play the game, but I know that. I got Marvel Lego from my brother, mm-hmm. and he he said there is just too much to do because <laughs> you're flying all around New York City, mm-hmm. you know, rescuing Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. There's like a hundred different Stan Lees in the game that you rescue, yeah. and then you ultimately get him as a player character. Yes, and like and then the Batman that is Adam West, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> It, there are more Stanleys than Adam Wests. Are yes. you serious? Holy yeah. crap! Well, and also again in uh, not to bring up an old old game, but in in Batman Arkham City, so mm-hmm. so many Riddler yeah, those, quests and all that kind of like stuff. Four hundred Riddler trophies. Over. Yeah. yeah, and there should be there should be sort of a a. It's like yes, it adds a great value, but you eventually do want to get that sense of resolution, mm-hmm. that sense of hey, I finished something. I don't have to play it a lot to get all my precious trophies. <laughs> yeah. There's some games where I'm like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> well, especially, I, I think one of the genre with the biggest, like, time stretching where you just have to grind and, like, do things and you, all of a sudden you've spent 200 hours on a game is, I believe, these role-playing games is, you know... Mm. I remember uh, Final Fantasy XII, which, if you play through the main game, is probably between forty to sixty hours. Which I, th- I usually consider about forty hours like a good game length, and then up to like sixty to eighty is like for all the extra stuff. But then once you cross over that and like start croaching on a hundred mm-hmm. and croaching, then it's just well, what else are you going to do with your life? Right, that sense of I need to make dinner or (laughs) do my laundry or something starts really creeping in. I got to poop. I I have to bathe. Right. Well, especially when there's other games waiting to be played. Right. There's so many games out there dying to be played. They're Mm -hmm. crying out for you. Mm -hmm. But Final Fantasy XII, like, the, the main story was fine, but then there were all these other missions and... To, 
it's almost like not even worth finishing them because to get the most powerful sword in the game, you have to beat the most powerful creature in the game. Then what are you going to use the sword for? You know, like, good. Point. go back and kill regular enemies with it. Right. Like, Slice you know, through them like butter. Thank God I spent 100 hours getting that sword. Did you get the sword? I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I moved on to the next game because I am a Gemini and I have to keep something shiny to keep my attention. <laughs> I see. Mm. I think I did like for, was it Lightning's Revenge? Mm-hmm. I got like the strongest sword and then got it. I was like, is that even that strong? Yeah. <laughs> it's Lightning's Revenge. Lightning it's, Returns. It, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, part three of Final Fantasy 13. 13 part three? three? Yes. So it's not part, which is it's like, not 16? No. Yeah. But it's more like, like Lightning play dress up. That's the best part about the game, though. I, I, I didn't even finish it because wait, I got... Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean play dress up? Uh, all her powers kind of depends on what outfit you're wearing. Yeah. Really? And yeah. you can swap outfits mid-battle. So you play... You don't get to pick characters. You're playing one particular character. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How do you get her outfits? Oh, uh, you, you either win them, buy them, or... Yeah. There's like a you unlock them yeah. like at certain points in the game. Oh, that's The kind of cool thing about that game is like if you get an outfit, you could customize the colors on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's like accessories that you can add. Yeah. And that was the fun. I felt like it, such a it, Japanese it, girl. Like <laughs> every like because you you end up having like your because you have a three that you can switch between really fast, uh-huh. and then you have like your backup ones that you can sort of swap in and out okay. as needed. But so then, like, the three that you use the most, then, like, of course, I, like, customize them all to be, like, a super badass color scheme. So yeah. it's like playing dress-up with dolls with powers. Yeah, It was exactly. kind of fun. <laughs> Except for, like, that game had this, like, crazy time limit and everything. Yeah. And it kind of took away from, like, the enjoyment of the You're game. It was like game. Majora's Mask, except you couldn't start the day over. Yeah. That, I wish there was a mode where you could play the game without, like, the time limit. Yeah, I know. And that's that was one of the things that I stopped playing because I got to a boss that was really hard and I couldn't beat him and then I didn't want to like wait to do it the next day because I felt like I would be so far behind. <laughs> the, for the first because then the enemies get harder like each day. Yeah. Huh. And, mm. and I remember the first time I played it, I didn't understand the whole time thing and then like day the last day happened, I'm like, I just started. <laughs> <laughs> I was by the guides. <laughs> That is a good topic. <laughs> I books. only I only used a guide once, and I I used the guide for um, the Dead Island, mm-hmm. and that's because the game the version that I played belonged to my ex, and he had the you know, and I was so enjoying the game so much that I didn't really want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. But typically, I don't. I like to discover all of this stuff myself. And just explore the hell out of everything as I'm going along. That's the only way to really do it. And even, sorry, but even on Bioshock 2, mm-hmm. it wasn't until halfway through the game that I even realized there was a map that I could access to see. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Because when, when I left the very first spot, it was like, are you sure you want to leave? You're not going to be coming back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. of course, I've done stuff. I mean, I, I did everything I was supposed to do. Now, that's a great reason to go back and play it right there, because there's so yeah. many other things that I can explore. The only reason I ever needed a guidebook if, if I'm playing a, an RPG. Yeah, me too. Because a lot of the games, and I'm gonna use, we're going to come back to Assassin's Creed again, because one of the great things about it is that you can go back and replay memories where you don't get... A perfect score. Yeah, or you, you, know, you can... It's easy to go around the map and get all the treasure chests or get the different things, but some of these RPGs, if you don't get them the first time you go to the dungeon, you can't get them again. 
So if you don't have the guide, then you're basically shit out of luck. You can't get this item anymore. And so like I just if I want to get everything and maximize like my value for my time once we're getting going back to this i use the guide because i don't want to have to then backtrack all the time you know all the time and do these dungeons again to like get one item that i missed right you know especially if it's an important item exactly well don't you think that that was an important development in the game where they realized that people or do you think that they did that so that you would have to play it again you know it's hard to say i think more modern games in current generations most of them have the ability to replay a mission or replay a level or easily go back to where you've been before and get those things that you missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the ones from the older generation, specifically like the PS2 era, they didn't really have that. So if you missed it once, then you oh, just well. had to basically play through the whole game again to get it. Shit out of luck. Exactly. Do you like it when you can replay a game and you have everything that you had at the end of the first playthrough? Like yeah. Borderlands yes. is like that. Like the the uh, new game plus, basically. Is that I've never done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it fun? Is it worth it? Sometimes. It's, yeah, like uh, Devil May Cry is like that, and you could replay the whole thing with all your weapons and yeah. your stats, and I'm like, yes, I could. It lets you get to get other, get more other things because you couldn't get them before because you didn't have mm-hmm. that weapon. Oh. Mm-hmm. And actually all the Arkham games have that ability. Once you beat the yes. game and start over with a new game plus, the all the enemies are harder but you start off with all of your upgrades. Mm. Oh. And I tried I tried to I played through quite a big chunk of Arkham City with the new game plus, but it gets really tough. And they take away his like you know how he has like Batman spider sense type thing. Oh yeah, uh, where they like oh, have yeah. the lightning above their head. Yeah. They yeah. take that away. So you have to kinda like Really look at what they're doing. Yeah, it's just the character, like the character animation, to see whether you need to like counter or attack or whatever. It's pretty tough. Well, and now comes the point of the show where we talk about what made us level up this time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start. And um, by starting, I'm going to ask Adam to read a little bit of an email that we received from a listener. We got this email from Scott. Thank you so much. Thanks, Scott. Um, about superheroes and chess. We've talked a little bit about um, hairy chess versus smooth chess in games and in comics. Right. And his observation was that superheroes with a secret identity must have a smooth chest. His reasoning was that if you can basically identify a, a porn star, for example, by their hairy chest, but when somebody's smooth, it's much harder to identify them. So, <laughs> makes sense to me. A superhero needs a smooth chest as part of their secret identity, so they can't be easily identified by a past trick. That is fascinating. Well, what made me actually level up is the fact <laughs> that we have an email from a listener. To read out loud. I mean, let's be honest. When you start a new podcast, you could just be, you know, playing to the wall for all you know. And it's so great to hear someone that none of us know is out there listening. Somebody across the country is finding uh, some entertaining some entertainment value out of words that are spewing forth from our mouth. <laughs> Somewhere out there. Stop it. <laughs> and so I even had an interaction with my brother who listened to our third podcast when we were talking about the hottest guys. <laughs> and I guess 
you know, I don't really think a lot about what we're saying as we're saying it, but I guess I revealed quite a bit. I told him that I had won $15 in an Academy Awards contest I was in. And he said, awesome, socket it into savings. And I said, no way, scratchers and whores. <laughs> this is all during text, mind you. And then he said, Nightwing cosplayer, which kind of caught me off guard. But I said, I'd love that. He said, I know, I heard about your kink on the podcast. <laughs> and I, I was like, is that a kink or just admiration? And uh, he very astutely said, a nice ass is admiration. Wanting a specific character with a specific attribute to be made flesh for your amusement is a kink. Not that I think it's bad. What straight wouldn't want to visit from Harley Quinn? Which is, I think, a very good point. And that's what's making me level up. I love interacting with the people that are listening to the podcast. Yay. We all do. It's awesome. Keep commenting on the Facebook. <laughs> we want to hear from everyone. That's right. So what made me level up this week is um, I recently discovered some episodes of a show that I used to be obsessed with. This show is called Syphil and Ollie. <laughs> Which is a show between two sock puppets that used to be on MTV back in like 1999. It was on <laughs> at like midnight to like one in the morning or something. So there's a very small demographic of, of demographic of people that were watching MTV probably at, you know, 1230 in 1999. Do you think they wanted to name it Syphil and Us? Say it fast. Syphil and Us? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> Perhaps. So they're now doing webisodes? But yeah, so this show went on, I think, for like two seasons, and then the third season they actually made, but it got canceled and oh. um, basically disappeared. And then they came out with some new episodes about two years ago or so on Machinima, Machinima the, which is a, sort of a video game YouTube network. Mm. Machinima. Machinima, yeah. Um, and they had a bunch of funny ep ep episodes, and they were all video game focus where they would review like spoof games um and, and if so all of our listeners who love playing video games find these and watch them well you'll they you just release you can put a link up on our webpage yep, i will absolutely and they just release well not just <laughs> i just discovered the the newer episodes which are now on the nerdist um youtube channel and they had a spoof of like la noir they had um uh, a guitar hero spoof. They have uh, one of my favorite things was they had um, a Doctor Who spoof, <laughs> and he was a tortoise instead of the TARDIS. Oh, he was a T O R D I S. <laughs> it was time or relative dimension in stuff or something like that. Oh my god! So he could only move either in time or in dimensions, not both at the same time. <laughs> Oh, that's a I see that one. So I just recommend it's totally esoteric. I mean, there's a kind of a small group of people who would appreciate these episodes, but they're hysterical. I love them. Um, and it's they, called once again, Syphil and Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually was created by, uh, or one of the creators is Liam Lynch, who was the, sort of the director of all the Tenacious D mm, sure. episodes and movie and. Also has done like Sarah Silverman's Jesus is Magic, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, awesome. He was awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Steven. All right. Well, I got two things. Also on the YouTube. <laughs> um, right now, it's making me really happy is uh, Adult Wednesday Adams. Oh, yes. So What's this? She It's Wednesday Adams as uh -huh. an adult and uh -huh. then her going through life. So one is like 
her finding a roommate and then <laughs> of her getting her hair did and awesome. then getting a job and like all this other stuff and there's two seasons of it now they're on season two right now uh-huh. um they're like five minute episodes but they're really funny and they make me really happy because she's all like dark and broody but really cat catty awesome, awesome. <laughs> but it's not christina ricci no no no, no, no. like <laughs> she's good she's just, she just, is just, the, the latest <laughs> episode i think was that was on was um getting she's walking down the street getting cat called yeah there's, guys. there's a newer one after that oh there's another one okay yeah which is so, hilarious and what's it called again uh adult wednesday adams adult wednesday adams yes and adams is spelt with two a's at the beginning i think it's two d's oh you're right ADD. Boy, I'm so ADD. That's what I <laughs> ADD AMS. I knew yes. there was something odd about the spelling. Yes. And then my other thing is, like, as you guys know, I'm really into fighting games. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And so they keep announcing new stuff for the new Mortal Kombat, which makes me really happy. But the one that makes me really happy is that the, uh, PlayStation 4 is developing uh, Street Fighter V as an exclusive. And they're slowly re- revealing new characters. But they're, the newest one they revealed was like, a character named Charlie who died in, in Old Street Fighter, but now he's back as like a Frankenstein Charlie. Mm-hmm. He's all super badass and somewhat kind of sexy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you like guys with scars and stitches? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Gives them character. That's true. true. But anytime any new Street Fighter thing pops up, I'll get like super happy and giddy. Because <laughs> you love them fighting games. I love my fighting games and I love Street Fighter the most. Do you know when that's due? <laughs> I have no idea. They, oh. they only really have right now is Ken, or sorry, uh, Ryu. Chung Lee and this evil Charlie. Oh, Chung Lee, huh? Yeah, so they only have three characters right now. But she's like sort of the, the staple. star of right. the Well, so it's Ken. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like see... pe- people who don't know Street Fighter will always know Chung Lee. Yes. Yeah. Did you see the Street Fighter movie? Did you no. watch that? Wasn't that Raul Julia's last movie? <laughs> no. Was that Street Fighter? Yeah, yeah I think that was. Last Did we movie. talk about this already? I thought we might have talked about this. Well, I think you and I have talked about it several times <laughs> in our private life. And Kylie Minogue is Cammy. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. My God, now I have to see it. <laughs> now there is true like gay. <laughs> and and Jean Claude Van Damme was the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible American. Oh, God. <laughs> we only watch him for his ass anyway. Yeah. So. So that's what's making those two things are making you very happy. Oh, I can yeah, see. Well, happy. And, yeah. and maybe we should just put a little plug that the Friday Night Nudes theme this week oh, is Street yeah, Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, of course. Yes, I just drew a sexy Vega with his wang out. Oh. <laughs> Friday Night Nudes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's a secret group. It's a secret group. I'll add you, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell your mom. <laughs> so, lastly, we had some very sad news today. A sci-fi on icon. Leonard Nimoy passed away. It wasn't, uh, it was sad. It wasn't an entirely huge surprise. You know, mm-hmm. the last couple of appearances that he's made and even as far back as Fringe, you know, mm-hmm. he was, I, he looked fairly feeble, still game to do what he was doing, but mm-hmm. it's still sad nonetheless. So I thought Absolutely. it would be interesting if, if we talked about what Leonard Nimoy meant to us. Adam? Well, personally, I don't, I, I don't know if I have any specific memories, but he's just, what's really well known about Leonard Nimoy is that, I, I think, gen, not really well known, but maybe generally well known, is that he was not just an uh, an actor who had like an iconic role, and um, but he was just supposed to be one of the nicest people and the most generous people in Hollywood. Um, one of my Facebook friends, I guess her dad was a uh, recording engineer and some of the like uh, voice work that he had done and just you know said that he was just the greatest nicest person and 
you know, he, he's got a, an enormous sci-fi nerd legacy, but even just as an individual, you know, has a great legacy as well. Yeah. I will always, and again, despite the fact that he had such a uh, an iconic sci-fi role as Spock on Star Trek, his most notable performances to me are when he played bad guys. Mm-hmm. He played a uh, killer on a on Columbo, an episode of Columbo. Old Man Mark is coming out again. <laughs> What's Columbo? Columbo. <laughs> Columbo is not a who done it. Columbo is a how done it mm-hmm. because you know from the beginning you see the murder before Columbo is even introduced. He's an LAPD cop, um, homicide, of course, but he is he wears a frumpy coat. He's He's always smoking a smelly cigar. He seems very forgetful. Oh, just one more thing, you know, and he's always mm-hmm. coming back and just generally making a nuisance. And it's it's like, how is he going to catch these people when they're trying so hard to outwit him? And they always think they're smarter than he is, but they're not. <laughs> and Leonard Nimoy played a heart surgeon mm-hmm. that he had to perform an emergency surgery on a guy that he wanted dead. So he used these dissolving sutures instead of sutures that would stay long enough for the heart to really heal so the guy's wound opened up again and he almost died again oh interesting oh yeah it's pretty inventive figured it out i bet he sure did and then the second role that i which is actually even more of a favorite than that is in the 70s uh, invasion of the body snatchers um he plays like a self-help guru in san francisco (laughs) he's like super hip you know but but rock steady and um you know there's a certain point where you're like oh is he one of the creatures or you know because have you ever seen steven any of the invasion of the body snatchers have you ever heard the term pod people yes Mm -hmm. okay so basically there's a very quiet alien invasion of earth and all of a sudden people are waking up and they're not quite themselves oh they're like perfect versions of themselves have they made like a like Made for TV yeah. remakes. Or no, something? there was a remake with Keanu, and wasn't it Nicole? Or no, no, wait. no, that was Daniel Craig. It's called Invasion, with Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman. What was the one with Keanu and Jennifer Connelly? That what? one's the day the Earth. The day the Earth itself. That's right. Completely different. Just that's right. a different. Uh, it was Alien Invasion, invasion but Klaatu yeah. Barata Nikto. <laughs> anyway, what she said. Yes, <laughs> and so just the fact that he was playing a a potentially not so friendly force mm-hmm. um, was was terrific mm-hmm. and especially that, at that time yes and for, i love sci-fi but i really love sci-fi that's got a more realistic bent to it and that's mm-hmm. why that's one of my favorites and his performance in it is is one of my favorites steven do you have any connection with leonard nimoy at all not really but i was very happy to see him in like the newer star trek movies yeah. right like he came back talking to new spock right mm-hmm. Old passing, Spock, New Spock. Passing the torch. Right. So that's kind of cool. See. Passing that information down yeah. the line mm-hmm. and not even genetically. Right. The, yeah. The fun parallel universe <laughs> gig. Well, that's how they were able to get away with having a new Star Trek. Yeah. Let's keep the fans happy, the diehard fans. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of us that are just dying to see any new Star Trek at all, you mm-hmm. know, we're happy too. I didn't even really like Star Trek before, but I do like the new ones. Well, they're more hip. Mm-hmm. So, to play us out, yeah, I sort of feel a little bad now about ripping on Star Trek Four last episode. <laughs> we were which ripping was, on it, which wasn't wasn't that his like directorial debut? Uh, At least I, maybe for a feature. I, I that I don't know. I'm not going to stake my reputation on that. I'm sure 
one of our listeners will be happy to fill us in on whether or not <laughs> I do know that that uh, his directing of it was so successful that um, he did the next one too. No, he? sorry, I keep I or did he? I thought he did two. He did do two, but it was so. Oh no, um, uh, William Shatner did six. Oh, so yes, he did two in a row that were very successful, and then Shatner was like, "Oh, I want to direct one too," and so they let him direct the, the one, one where they're looking for God, and it was. <laughs> but it was an even one. Then oh, it must have been five. What is it? The rule is it no, even? Good the even big? ones are the good ones, supposedly. Uh, you have to cut this. Listener, out. you tell us. <laughs> we are not cutting this out because this is gold. This is not gold. <laughs> this is when it gets real. Is it green? Is it green? <laughs> so okay, but we weren't really making fun of it. No, no, we no. Were I just very was lovingly. I was just sort of questioning why four was one of the good ones because it was about saving the whales, and it just seemed very un-Star Trek to me. Well, they had to bring... It wasn't really about saving the whales. They needed the whales to save the future. Oh, that's true, because the whales were communicating with the, like, robot or something. (laughs) I sense that we are all going to have to have a, um, you know, like a movie marathon of all the Star Treks. I have them in my case. What am I looking them up on the (laughs) T? All right, so Star Trek V is the final frontier. That one was directed by Nimoy. Or that... Fuck. It's directed by Shatner. Shatner. I'm you're, useless. You're fired. Oh, I'm so fired. <laughs> anyway. That's, oh, yeah. That's the one I couldn't even finish. I basically like had it on and then... Because I did try to do over the past couple years, I tried to watch all the Star Trek movies because I'd never seen them. Mm-hmm. One I thought was horrible. Well, it was just really... It's very slow. It's very slow. Yeah. Two was great. Yes. Um, three was fine. Yes. Four was totally bizarro. With the whales. And five was completely ridiculous. Right. That's... And I couldn't... It's almost unwatchable. Right. And so... But I haven't seen the sixth one yet. Well, I have them all. <laughs> so let's close the show by by doing again what we did in the last podcast. Let's sing songs for Leonard Nimoy in the style of, of Star Trek Four Of the humpback whale. Our whale songs for Leonard Tune in next time for our special episode all about the evildoers of video games where we discuss our favorite villains and what makes a villain great. Send us a message on Facebook or Twitter to let us know who your favorite villains are and we'll be sure to include that in our villain roundup. (laughs) 